Welcome to It Is What It Is, or Is It? I'm your host, Kay Francis, a licensed marriage and family therapist from Knoxville. I'm the author and creator of The It's It's, a children's book series, and my podcast topics will draw from my 40 years of experience in the fields of psychology and business. That includes executive coaching, training, and online program development. Good morning. Well, today's topic, and what a better topic to discuss now that we have 22 behind us, the topic is navigating life with COVID. That was quite the year, wasn't it? In a month's time, it changed how we lived, how we worked, and even how we socialized. We felt vulnerable, disconnected from family and friends, and fearful of a deadly virus with no known cure. It was unnerving to say the least. Very few escaped from experiencing some form of this virus, and if they were fortunate enough to not get it, they had someone close who was dealing with it. In a blink of an eye, we began working from home. Businesses you never thought could operate efficiently outside of their offices and buildings were finding ways to do just that. We watched our favorite restaurants shut down, and even worse, some were forced to go out of business. All of the service industry was facing something they had never quite had to deal with, at least not like this. It required creative thinking in order to stay in operation. Jobs became scarce, people were out of work, and children couldn't attend school. Learning and teaching were a massive concern because learning online without the same structure as a classroom left a lot to be desired. It was especially difficult for younger children if they didn't have anyone at home to help them. Computers had to be provided for children that didn't have one. It was even more difficult, if not impossible, for children in rural areas with no internet connection, which meant they had to find some place to do their homework. Many teachers worked late into the evening to help these kids keep them up to date and walk them through how to use their computers. Children were falling behind badly. And special needs children, they were going without many of the services that they needed. Not to mention the loss of the free meals that children were no longer getting, which for many was their only meal for the day. This change was so hard on our kids, it affected them mentally because they weren't being challenged in ways that made learning fun for them. Physically, their activity level decreased, which couldn't be good for their health, and emotionally, they were without sufficient peer interaction. Many became depressed and anxious and very fearful as they experienced and observed all of the differences happening around them, which included them. They were forced to wear masks. That was a new thing. And when they did return to school, it was apparent that the majority had fallen behind. We all felt helpless as we watched hospitals unable to keep up with the number of patients pouring through their doors. Nurses, doctors, techs, all hospital employees that keep it open and running, they were working day and night getting beyond exhausted, but pushing through, putting their own lives at risk. Oh, we hadn't seen this, but here it was. So much change. It was upon us almost overnight. No one precisely could describe the overwhelmingness that they were experiencing. 
but there wasn't one of us that didn't realize how we had been living our lives was no longer our reality. Waiting for their cure only lasted so long when we were faced with the truth, which meant acknowledging that to some degree, COVID and all the changes and challenges that it brought with it were now our new normal and weren't going away so fast, if at all. But as with all change that isn't in our control comes opportunity, opportunity to take control of what we can control, which is how we choose to think, how we choose to act, and what reality we want to live that's reasonable and possible. Will we choose a positive way forward or stay stuck in negativity and a woe-is-me attitude? We begin to realize, and these are the types of opportunities that creep up on us when we're forced into this type of a change, we start to realize how blessed we were to live in a country that offered some of the latest and best in medicine, scientific research, engineering, and other professions that helped us with our different needs. We began to appreciate the little things we took for granted, like taking bread off the shelf and it being there in the store. And we were grateful for what we had, no matter how little it might be to some. Virtual became our buzzword. It became a way of life in the workplace. And business dis discovered that employees with good work ethics, hey, they were just as productive from home as in the office. For some businesses, it lessened some of their overhead, which helped keep them open. So that was a good sign. And for some of the employees, they found they liked being at home. And maybe some of that wasn't so good because some of them didn't go back to work and we were terribly short-staffed in almost every industry and still are, by the way, as you know. But some of them didn't go back for good reasons. Talk about service people, such as the man or woman who wait on you at the restaurant. They make how much an hour? They depend on tips to live, right? Some people are wonderful about tips, but I don't need to tell you. They work hard. They're on their feet. They don't sit down. And you know what? They decided they were worth more. So they had actually decided, some of them, to go back to school. When everybody was saying, oh, look at these lazy, lazy people, not all of this was for lazy reasons. Not at all. Some of them just looked through a different way of seeing themselves and said, hey, wait a minute, this is my opportunity to go back to school, or this is my opportunity to explore my other options. And that's what they did. Not all of them, but a lot of them. However, working from home is also isolating. So we had to find ways to interact with others to ward off depression or anxiety or just plain boredom. Taking walks became really very helpful. Riding our bikes, you know, the things that we probably should have been doing anyhow, but far too busy to do it. And so we had to get more creative in our own lives doing things we hadn't thought about. Remember when we grumbled about wearing a mask? Some looked down on those who didn't wear a mask while others looked down on those who wore one. A lesson came out of that controversy, for anyone who wants to acknowledge it, and that is how judgmental we could be about other people's choices or beliefs or how they live their lives. Yeah, we can be pretty judgmental. Well, this has all become a little easier as we have become more accustomed to the changes and kind of settled into some sort of acceptance. Through this time, if we opened ourselves up to it, we experienced the kindness of people. 
unlike what we had been experiencing. Neighbors we never seem to quite have enough time to get around knowing and getting acquainted with, we were now enjoying and learning about each other from our driveways. They had cookouts staying six feet apart and wearing masks. We learned that if we remained positive, we found we could bring joy to into our lives rather than isolating and living in fear. There are always lessons to be learned, and we learned to share grief with those we didn't even know who lost loved ones and couldn't be there and hold the hand of a loved one as they passed on. That grief became all of our grief. We were praying for people we didn't even know. And that's a good thing. It's funny, but isn't it through the difficult times that we do learn the most about ourselves and about others? Sometimes maybe change has to be forced upon us to do this. Unfortunately, we'd like it to be a little different than this one. Changes can make us more aware and give us greater insight to ourselves. We can learn how adaptable we can be when necessary. And we saw that we could handle what we didn't have control over. A lot of people think they have control over everything. Well, this sure taught you. But of course, the woe is me just added this change to their already negative personalities and stayed stuck in their own dung heaps. This unexpected change also forced us to slow down. It allowed us to tap into our creative selves and find new ways to communicate and laugh with others, keeping our spirits up. We finally had time for that project we never finished, or simply to get quiet and think our thoughts. We realized how strong we could actually be. It was helpful to have fewer distractions, so we could notice things we were missing. We took time to remind ourselves that God's plan is always for the good, so we could ignore the downers and the demeaning messages of others. Many people became more in touch with how faith can keep you positive and hopeful, always allowing us to find at least some amount of joy rather than living in that fear. And I saw that in my practice to be one of the biggest problems, the fear. The fear and the, I don't call it disappointment, I really call it discouragement, just terrible discouragement. And they weren't all seriously depressed or clinically depressed, but they were down. There was no question about it, especially some of the 20s and 30s, which was surprising. They were already unhappy about what they thought their future held in store for them. And now this just didn't send them over the edge, but it just made them angry and disappointed. Yeah, disappointed. And I could understand how they felt, but everybody was feeling something on some level. Let's face it, as people, we all were forced to shut down in 2022. Would we have liked to have slowed down in a different and undisruptive way? For sure. But then we have to ask ourselves if slowing down was positively offered to us, would we take that gift or would we slow down even enough to notice the gift? So thought long and hard about what I would wish for everyone for 2023, and I realized my wish is really rather grandiose, because I wish for all diseases to be wiped out, and for everyone to choose a positive path and approach to life, so that we might have peace in the world. Because truthfully, it's the negativity and the hate and the anger and all of the greed that is stopping us from a peaceful world. I wish children and families don't have to starve, and all the other inequities are wiped away. 
Yeah, that's what I really wish. Unfortunately, this wish, at least at this time, sure is a little unrealistic. So my wish in 2023 is that we look ahead, but not to forget to bring into 2023 any new discoveries and positive changes we made within ourselves or made concerning others. And please, may we stop looking like terrorists in our ugly mask so people can once again enjoy the smile of another person? It's been a tough year, 22. And can we have any guarantees that 23 will be any better? No. Can we go back to living what we thought we were? I don't know if we'll ever get back in that place again. But there's a new place, and we can do it. We're proving it every day to ourselves. We've been doing it. And it's learning that in that adaptability and in that capability of being flexible and slowing down is when we can get the most out of living. So COVID is bad, no question about it, but it did have some, I don't want to say positive side because I can't find too much positive about it, if anything, but it had, it brought to us, it brought to us in a place that we did and were forced to slow down. And we found out much more about who we are and who we can be or who we maybe want to change to be. I think that's a good thing. As listeners, you deserve to know that in 2022, you grew my podcast to numbers I never imagined. And I thank you very much for that. So as we navigate through this year, let's make sure we laugh daily, especially at ourselves. And I encourage you to email me with topics you would like to hear. Your ideas and suggestions, they're always welcome. We will be taking next week off, but we'll return Wednesday, January 18th, 2023. And our podcast will be Divorce or Not to Divorce. If you would like to submit a question or suggestion of a topic, you can email me at capital K, capital F, R is in red, A is in apple, and N is in Nancy, M is in Mary, A is in apple, the number one at gmail.com. And I'll do my best to answer as many questions as possible, and I'll also try to consider your topic. Have a safe and blessed week, and remember to be proud of who you are. <laughs>